Welcome to We Mentor Mondays with Nancy podcast. Get inspired. Break through to new dimensions with your entrepreneurial peers on the path to self-leadership mastery and life success. Redefine how you lead as you redesign your business. I call this dual innovation leadership. Take charge of who you next become. Feel more deeply to think, act, lead, and mentor more clearly and effectively. Discover something new from our meaningful conversation today. Hi, I'm Nancy. Welcome to episode 370, Change Your Space to Change Your Life with Julie Ann Siegel. Julie Ann Siegel and I have known each other since 2017, right, Julie Ann? I think so. I think you're correct. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. She joined one of my 12-month We Mentor Labs to help her grow her business. In March 2019, we did a We Mentor Lab together to help business owners create vision boards. Julianne helped us understand how to infuse feng shui into our vision boards as we made them. We had two podcast conversations that same year so listeners could learn about Julianne Siegel and her interior design practices. If you've been a longtime listener, you probably heard the podcast interviews. Both discussions can be found in this episode's resource section at wementor.com. Either scroll down to the bottom of the page or type Julianne Siegel in the search bar, and this episode will pop up. Julianne Siegel is an interior designer feng shui consultant, and the owner of Metro Interiors, a design firm dedicated to creating beautiful spaces through mindfulness, energy, and intention. Julianne is also a new author of her book, Change Your Space to Change Your Life. It's being released on July 8th of this year. Always on the cutting edge, Julianne's dynamic approach utilizes styles from eclectic to classic, modern to traditional, blending the ancient art of feng shui with various contemporary interior design practices. Metro Interiors, the name of her company, redesigns spaces to reveal environments rich in comfort, beauty, balance, and harmony. She wants to bring this into your spaces. Before we start our conversation and I invite her in, I want to share some of the benefits of feng shui. They are, you can reach your goals faster, you can enhance your wealth, have more peace in your life, you can let go of the past more easily, lifting your spirits, it also inspires you to do more, improve your health, and giving you more energy in general. We begin our conversation with Julianne's writing journey and then discuss the first part of Julianne's book, Change Your Space to Change Your Life. She starts with focusing on living with intention, the foundation of feng shui and design. There are three ways to live with intention that we're going to be talking about, energy, design goals, and tools. Hi, Julianne. Hi, Nancy. How are you feeling right now? Well, I feel, um, first of all, I feel peaceful, but I also feel a little 
maybe a little sad because I've been going through some relationship stuff. But at the same time, I want to say that I'm peaceful and ready to have this conversation with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's um, sad when relationships are going through big transitions. Um, I know that uh, you have the fortitude and the courage to take what you're learning and integrate it into your life in a really wonderful way. Right, right. Um, I love your book. Thank you. You have um, helped my family, right, Matthew, Olivia, and I change our lives um, by helping us change our spaces in our both entryways. Um, And we you've gone through the house with us and have helped with ideas to shift our energy. And so your book was personal to me and because I know you and everything in it, I just think is really helpful in helping us understand how we can utilize the energy in our room better and the energy that we bring to the room. Uh, Oprah Winfrey used to have a sign above her office when she had her Oprah Winfrey show for 25 years. And it said, you are in charge of the energy that you bring into the room. That is a wonderful statement, isn't it? It's true. An empowering thought. And sometimes you have to even remember that so that you can intentionally act that, you know, sometimes forget like we're sad or go into a room, but you can change the energy by working on your inner self for sure. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Your book is timely as we create work-life balance from home because during COVID, uh, we lost our private spaces when everybody started, you know, working from home. We brought our our whole families together. And I know, you know, families who bought bigger houses because the kids, you know, there was not enough room to study. And Matthew moved home from his workspace. So we also did transitions like everybody else, and you did the same. So tell us how you prepared your home for home officing and why you feel your book is so timely. Well, those are two different questions. And I'll start with um, why my book is timely. First of all, in 2020, people really had to spend a lot of time in their home. And I think it made them think more and they were forced almost to stay there. And it made them think a lot. I think when the pandemic started to calm down in 2021, that's when I got really busy with residential design. Everybody was redesigning their home. And because they were becoming more conscious of, you know, how it made them feel. So, and I really thought when I wrote this book, I started years ago. It took a long time because I'm so busy. And then it was just kind of a side thing for a while. And 2020 actually gave me time to push ahead on that book. So I was very glad, but I thought for sure I was going to miss the boat because how long it took me, but Mm. it kind of came at the perfect time. So I feel like there's just a higher power kind of directing us. And it came when it was supposed to. In 2020, I had a beautiful office space in the Hirschfields. Hirschfields is a large paint company in their corporate office. Um, They rented a beautiful space to me that I've had maybe 11 years of my 31 years being in business. And I loved it there, but I was starting to feel I needed a change. I was changing. My business was changing a little bit, but I thought if I moved into my home, people might not take me seriously. And then 2020 happened. 
And it was like everyone was doing it. And I knew immediately that's what I needed to do. And um, it was a whole process, six-month process of letting go of a lot of stuff in my office, really getting clear on what I needed and what I did it, and remodeling two areas of my home, which turned out, you know, right now I'm in, you can't see me, but <laughs> I'm in a <laughs> beautiful office that was once a storage room, but it's like such a wonderful office. I put built-ins. I did it just the way I wanted to. And I also did that to my half of my garage is for my car, but the other half is my resource room. And I did custom bookcases. I painted the walls. I have artwork in my garage. I heated, air conditioned, and dehumidifier in there. Um, all nice lighting. I really, I made it another room, really. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, make, it, make it work. And I love to, you know, I love every inch of my home, every space to feel good and be just right. And, and so I did that and I moved in and it's been great. I save a lot of time driving back and forth and I'm right here and I keep my office. It's a feng shui thing too, to keep your office separate from the rest of your home. So what you can relax in your home, you don't want your desk in the middle of say your living room. I have my times of my office time and work time, and then I can have my relaxation time and feel very relaxed. So really happy I made that change. And it was timely as well when I changed like everybody else. Yeah, I think that's really important to have uh, that separate spaces. Um, And even if you can't to set some hours of how to do that, but I think separating out your space so that you aren't seeing your work in front of you all the time, because then you want to, you know, be working or it's on your mind all the time. Exactly. Your journey to writing Change Your Space to Change Your Life began with a thought. Tell us how this writing journey began. Wow. Well, my thought was when I was 16 years old, (laughs) I was sitting in my bedroom and I was really into self-help books already, Louise Hay and Shakti Gawain. And I thought, I remember standing in my room, kind of looking in the mirror thinking, wouldn't it be cool if I wrote a book someday? Wow. Like, I felt like this energy, like maybe I'll do that someday, but it was far off in the future because I had to go through a lot of experiences before I could write a book. And I learned, I hired a lot of people to write for me and help me write or edit as well um, over the years to do a newsletter. So I gathered a lot of articles and blogs and things like that, that helped me to put it into some kind of form or outline for a book at some point, maybe six or seven years ago, I got a little more serious. And then I went to a Hay House convention where they taught me about book proposals. And so I wrote a book proposal, which was so helpful. It's like a business plan for your book. And that was just one year I did that. And then the next year I started writing and my writing was slow, but it kept going. And I, at the very end, I got the help I needed to get it into book form, the right book form are people who really knew what they were doing and that were professional writers and editors. But I did a lot of writing myself and then got help at the end where I needed it. And if you take one step at a time, even if it takes a long time, eventually you get there. Yeah, absolutely. I helped you a little bit along the way. So I thank you for putting me in the book. Yes, Nancy definitely helped me. We we worked together. I remember we went to the library and we together and helped me write and think about what I was saying. And 
Um, I had so many wonderful people such as Nancy help me and I couldn't have done it with other people. Uh, actually, my feng shui teacher told me it takes a village to write a book <laughs> and it's really yeah. true. Yeah, I th- I think so too. I I think that's part of my issue with my writing is I'm very um you know, I'm kind of a solo person. Right. You know, so I'm I'm kind of going at it on my own and I need to involve more people in the process. Well, you'll know when, you know, when you need more people. Sometimes you don't in certain circumstances and then you'll you'll just know. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I got to get the content down, you know, like, and and really, yeah, your sense of urgency started to grow, as you said, to finish the book. Tell us how that happened. Well, I think I got nervous that I was going to miss the boat. (laughs) And I was working on it, working on it. And then, but 2020 gave me the time to put every Fridays for several years was book writing day. Sometimes I would get like, several pages. And sometimes I would barely get a paragraph, you know, and I'd sit there and barely get a paragraph, but I know um, I hear you. Yeah. Right. right. Like I knew it just had to get done. I just kind of started to push it faster at that point. And then 2021 got help to just get me to the finish line. Very cool. In the introduction, you write, and I quote, my inspiration and excitement for life come from an inner knowing that there is more to living than what we can physically see and touch. We can tap into that knowledge, not only through intuition and the mystical arts, but by becoming more aware of the seeming coincidences of everyday everyday life, end quote. You illuminate your point by sharing your story of intuition and feng shui at an early age. Tell us briefly when you heard your intuitive voice and became aware of the power of energy and the power that energy has in changing your spaces. Right. Well, I think, you know, as a kid, I spent a lot of time rearranging my room so that it felt good, getting things into the right position. I I was doing feng shui and not even realizing I was doing feng shui. And I remember thinking back, to where I finally landed my bed after having it three times, where I left it most of my, you know, teenage years, it was called the command position, which makes you feel more in control. So I felt that out, but I didn't know the word command position or anything till I studied feng shui. And that's where you see the door without being in line with it. Other times my feet were facing out of the door or back from the door, and you never want that to be. I felt better. And then I spent a lot of time organizing and decluttering. Like I always decluttered every few months. And my house, my room was the neatest room in the whole whole house. And I didn't have any budget to decorate really, but I would always think about what would make this feel better. So that was kind of the beginning of my feng shui journey. I didn't realize until after I um, was working in the as interior designer and Carol Heider, uh, my teacher brought feng shui to the Midwest. And I went to a speech of hers that she was speaking about feng shui where it like resonated with me so much. I actually signed up and a couple of years later, tried teaching it on my own then realized I needed more help and um, understanding. And that's yeah. when I signed up to get um, certified. But I also studied intuition. And I was really intrigued by astral travel, that people can leave their bodies (laughs) 
And I wanted that to happen so much in my life. And I would lay there and think, oh, leave and come back and nothing would happen. And then one day I was taking a nap and I really did have an out-of-body experience. And since then I have had, I had many, it's been a while since I'm conscious of them because I kind of put that to the side. I didn't need to keep doing that. Um, You know, just a lot of things and being able to feel energy of people who have moved on. There's just a lot more out there than we can see. And it's hard to explain when you can't see it, but it is there. I'm sure many of you know that. (laughs) Right, right. Mike Dooley, New York Times bestselling author of Infinite Possibilities, wrote of your book, Julie Ann Siegel's fun and practical approach to feng shui will inspire you to create spaces that raise your vibration and support positive growth in your life. Her approach to the art of feng shui makes the design process simple, lovable, and easy to follow. I love that. And you also are terrific about inviting, you've invited me you've to one of Mike Dooley's events at the Mall of America. But how do you how did you originally know Mike Dooley? How did you meet him? Well, originally, I was working with a life coach many, many years ago. And she was getting his notes from the universe, you can sign up, you know, for his notes from the universe. I I think he still does it. I'm not sure. But then you get notes every day that he writes that are from the universe that are very inspirational. And she told me, you should sign up for this. I think you would really like it. So I went on and got on his list and would get those and would get other mailings from him. And to see, he was very much an adventurer. And at one point I took several classes from him and then I decided to get trained as an infinite possibility trainer. And so I would go to, I went I got trained in twice because I wanted to get the information ingrained in me. And some of this is all about thoughts become things. Um, And that's kind of how I help people in feng shui take their thoughts and put it into their home, but to take empowered thoughts of theirs and help them realize what those are. That's how I got to know him from going to different events and learning from him. He's one of my teachers. Like I mentioned, um, so you invited me. Uh, to volunteer with you at the Mall of America, uh, Mike Dooley event before, well before COVID. I mean, this was probably yeah. a couple of years before COVID. Our lives now are defined b- before and after COVID. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> yeah. He and Irish mystic uh, Lorna Byrne spoke about angels and mysticism. Lorna wrote a must-read book um, if you want to learn about angels called Angels in My Hair, the true story of a modern-day Irish mystic. And she just has some amazing experiences I've never heard anyone have before with guardian angels. And when we were in the room, it was just really impressive with how she saw more the guardian angels around us than people. Right, right. She was so tuned into that. That was amazing. That was a really fun day. You know, and one of the things I remember us talking about afterwards is um, to remember to call on your angels. Remember, you were saying that sometimes we forget to call on our angels, that there's angels and and spirits around us that want to help, and they're just waiting, and we just need to call on them. Yeah, there. so we each are assigned like two guardian angels. She was helping them come up with a name for their guardian angels. 
Like it right. was just oh, that's right. right? about that. That was fun. Yeah. And she said our younger children were very in tune. We can hear our guardian angels or have a sense of them when right. we're little, but it's kind of trained out of us. And she said, so the guardian angels are kind of out of work. You know, we need to, you know, invite them oh, into man. our lives and help like, us along the journey. <laughs> and not feel bad about asking for their help because they're waiting for us. They're just waiting for us to say, go. <laughs> yeah, they don't automatically help us. It's right. like they, that's the boundary that there is where there it, it's a right. permission thing. Exactly. Yeah, I've, I found that really helpful when when I'm in a relationship where it's not quite right. I just feel like I talk with my guardian angels and then send that person some energy and have my guardian angels deliver kind of a positive little energy burst for the person, um, which makes me feel then that I'm doing something. It kind of moves my heart forward. Right. No, I think that's such a good thing to do. And people, they may not be aware of you sending that energy and, you know, the guardian angels sending their energy, but it does make an impact whether they're aware of it or not. It's just amazing. Yeah. Connected. We're all really connected. And that's one of the um, feng shui principles is everything is energy and everything is connected. We're all connected. Mm. Yeah. James Von Prague is a master teacher and spiritual medium. He's also someone you met. He acknowledged your book in this way. I quote, in change your space to change your life, Julie, he calls you Julie, uh, gives you a practical approach in mixing known ancient tools together with a crisp designer's wisdom and instructs how you can enhance your life by altering your personal environment and in turn, creating the greatest life you ever dreamed possible, end quote. What influence did James Von Prague have on you writing your book? Well, I took a class from him. Um, gosh, I don't even remember what year that was, but maybe two years before the book was done. Uh, and it was a book writing class because he's written many books. And so I personally didn't get to know him then, but I remember I did get to talk to him once in the class and he helped me. I was going to call the book, Change Your Space, comma, Change Your Life. And he says, no, it's Change Your Space to Change Your Life. And my publisher went through many, 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 we had to brainstorm different titles, even though that's what I was calling it. And they came right back to change your space to change your life. So he was right at that point, but he taking his class just was another inspirational tool to get me to the next level, to listen to how he did it and his ideas. And, you know, it was very inspirational. So I appreciate him and and that he had me on his show to talk about feng shui last summer. That was really fun too. And you'll be yeah. doing that again, I, I, yeah, you were I telling me. Yeah, I hope to be on the show again. Um, his partner, Kelly White, had told me to just let him know when I'm ready and I will do that do that again. It was really fun. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, well, let's dive into some of the content here in chapter one. You start out with a beautiful uh, definition of what energy is. Could you read that to us? Sure. So what is energy? There's a common misunderstanding that material objects are inherently unspiritual. However, our material possessions can carry profound importance to us and we can tap into their energy or chi through mindfulness. 
This chapter will provide a primer on how energy flows through space and the way it affects our lives. Energy exists in, in and between everything in the world. Anything you could touch, your coffee table, your dog, the lemon on your counter, your foot is composed of atoms. Atoms are constantly in motion with electrons whirling around neutrons and protons. This constant motion, this energy is everywhere on earth, including in our homes. And it is energy that can make us feel either connected or disconnected from any given space. The philosophy of feng shui emphasizes that everything is energy and everything is connected. Quantum physics has shown us that our entire world and, and indeed the known universe is composed of energy. We are surrounded by an energy field that experiences constant motion and vibrations. Feng Shui consultants have understood energy or chi intuitively for thousands of years. And the study of quantum physics is beginning to prove what Feng Shui consultants have long known. We are all part of a great universal energy field and are intimately connected to each other and to our surroundings. The International Feng Shui Guild's Glossary of Universal Feng Shui Terms uses energy as a blanket term to refer to all forms of chi or a universal life force that exists everywhere. It is the movement of life force within in our living space or body that can affect our well-being either auspiciously or inauspiciously. Mm, that's fantastic. And you, in this chapter on energy, you go through some examples too on energy and clutter. And just give us a good example of the sense of what energy is in our spaces. In our space, that's, you know, it's so hard to explain when you can't actually see it. But what I tell people, like when the principle, everything is energy and everything is connected. Like, have you ever had... Like you think of somebody you haven't talked to in a long time and all of a sudden they come to your mind and the phone rings and it's them. You know, have you had that experience? All the time. Yeah. 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 Well, that's an energy connection. Um, but our thoughts on what we think about things all vibrate at a certain level. For example, if you are carrying something around that was given to you by someone that treated you badly, every time you look at that, even if you're not conscious of it, that energy stays within you. You know, it's best to let go of things that don't make you feel good, don't give you joy. Why hold on to the things that make you feel bad? Because that's how energy works. Even things hidden in a closet, you know, that you put away and you keep that have no meaning or make you feel bad, they're still within your possession and hold that energy for you. You know, letting them go can really open up your life and give you more space and room for newer things to come in. Yeah. If you receive something, like I received a, a ring from my mother-in-law and mm -hmm. it, um, my mother and father-in-law are divorced long ago. Um, but when they were together, uh, Lee gave Helen a um, ring. It was not a wedding ring, but it was a gorgeous uh, ring. And so she wanted to, in an endearing way, while she's alive, pass it on to, to me. And you had said to me, well, Nancy, make sure that you cleanse and shift the energy of the ring. Otherwise, you'll be attracting 
so, anything from from the ring that's unresolved or negative or right did you do that <laughs> i did that um yeah what did you suggest again i i forgot what well, i did maybe if you put, put it in salt water and let it yes. sit um, yeah for like like a, a three days i think i you could do it for a day. It doesn't, you know, I don't know if there's a time frame, but I mean, a certain amount of time and, or lay it out in the sunlight too, can help clear it. And just putting a blessing on it, holding in your hand, putting a nice blessing on it after you do all that, spraying it with some citrus spray, you know, things of that nature will help um, clear it. You can put a crystals in the water too, when it's sitting in there, you know, so yeah. there's a lot of just clear it. and and. I know you have good, you know, relationship with your mother-in-law. So that's a good thing. You know, if, if it was tumultuous or whatever, you might not want to hold on to it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Right. Positive. Okay. Very good. Thanks for clarifying that. So how is feng shui connected with everything? It's just through energy. So it's also through your thoughts. So your thoughts become things. So you got to look around your home and see, like what I said, what objects are positive and what are negative so that you can have more joy in your life by having the more positive things. You also want to look at how your space is laid out to see if your your um, space is flowing. So the actual word feng shui means feng means wind. So that's air, wind, almost like your breath. And shui means water, which is like the flow, how you flow through your life and connecting all that. So when you do feng shui in your home, it creates a better sense of energy so that you can flow more easily through your life. When it's when your space is feels authentically set up and it feels like you. Does that wow. make sense? <laughs> oh, total. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm I'm just taking it in because when you read it and when you say it, and then when you talk with me about it, when you're going through the rooms with us. Right. Um, you know, it it there's a there's a lot, it creates a huge awareness. Like I don't think most of us are that sensitive to the energy. Right. That we're bringing, you know, and so um, if we're looking at thoughts are, are, are things and things are made of energy and the, all these atoms and they're in constant motion, uh, I mean, you look at your lamp differently. Right. Exactly. When you start becoming aware. But also, I want you to realize, like, if you, you know, think about a like musty smelling basement with stained Berber carpet and stark white walls, hardly any light, maybe a dilapidated sofa, books and papers spread around the room with no storage space and no art on the walls. Like, how are you going to feel like, or first of all, are you going to want to spend time in that room? But how would you feel if you spent time in that room? You know, what, what yeah, kind of closed yeah. in and not yeah. very well taken care of, really? Right. Like, this is a space I'm not, I don't care about. Right. And I don't feel good. And say you went into a meeting right after spending a lot of time in that room. How do you think you're going to react in that meeting? You're going to be, you know, pulled down and the energy flows out of that room and into your relationships, whether it's with your spouse, kids, or even the grocery clerk. 
You know, it's how you, yeah. you know, if you drive into your garage and it's, that's the first thing you see when you come home and it's piled with clutter and you can hardly get out of your car and it just, things are disorganized. That's going to set you up for how you're going to feel when you drive into your garage and then walk into the home, that energy is going to follow you right in with you. What are three ways we can create a harmonious energy in our homes and in our office spaces? Make sure things are in the command position, which means you the main pieces of furniture, you can see the door so that you feel in control of your life. Another thing would be to declutter. <laughs> That's a really big thing because clutter can cause confusion. You know, have you ever felt chaotic in your office and realized that you intentionally felt chaotic inside as well? Yeah. You know? So at at the end of chapter one, you talk about those three ways to create harmony. You talk about like you're you're referring to the flow, uh, the movement in your space and preventing stagnant or blocking energy. Right. And so stagnant energy comes like, for example, if you have if you're storing things behind a door, that means that opportunities might not come to you because you can't even open the door all the way. So it can be blocked. uh, Everything's a metaphor in your home for how things are going to go in your life on how you keep your home. And if there's things blocking, say, a doorway, then that's going to cause some friction and it could be lost opportunities in your life. So does that that make sense? Yeah, it it makes total sense. And the second one is surround yourself with what you love so it resonates with your vibration where it doesn't feel off. What's your example of that? Boy, I've lived my life very decluttered in most cases, but I see others get pulled down um, from keeping things that, you know, makes them disha- they, they, this disharmony or it makes them procrastinate. And it can even clutter like that can put your life on hold and create excess baggage. So I've seen some of those type of things play out in people's lives because they can't let go of stuff. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Third way in which we can, you suggest us increasing our harmonious energy is by motivating and energizing ourselves. How do we do that? One way is to, you know, realize if you have limiting beliefs, Um, because they can pull you down, you know, examining what you do believe and getting to to a positive mindset. So that's one way to energize your space because your thoughts go into your space. You know, I remember my feng shui teacher speaking about the inside reflects the outside, but the outside also reflects the inside. So it goes both ways. Um, I also energize my space a lot with crystals. I I have them, you know, everywhere I am, different crystals to She's bring showing me a crystal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all over wherever I go on my, yeah, even I wear them, but different ones have different meanings. So I energize um, my space with crystals. I also do with intentional candles. I light them daily. Um on what my intention is that day. And they look pretty and they have a nice ambiance in the room, but I also have, you know, an intention set up for that. 
but just be careful of pets. Once my cat brushed his tail up against a candle when I first was a cat owner and it wasn't a pretty sight. It was scary because his tail got burnt on the end, but he didn't get hurt. And then I, you know, I'm much more careful with candles <laughs> today. Just takes but, one of those kind of incidents and we're... Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's one. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm very particular and I take, put them out when I go out, but there's all kinds of ways to, you know, bring your energy up. And of course it's, working with beautiful materials in your home and ones that you love and resonate with and having things coordinated. And you may need a, um, you know, professional designer to help you do that, but you can do, you know, certainly a lot of people are talented and have the means, you know, to be able to do that on their own as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and once people read your book, there's so many wonderful ideas that you have um, that they can get started and then ask for help like from you um, as they go along. So in chapter two, you introduce us to designing with goals. I've thought about goals this way for designing, but I... um, after working with you I and reading your book, I, I have a different view about that. So with every goal, you know, we have some resistance. And when you're working with someone in your home, sometimes you're working by yourself, but many times you've got to consider other people's energy when you're right. designing. And they might be going through some resistance in the design process <laughs> um, that you weren't aware of until you kind of launched into the project. Um, right. A client of yours, John, went through a divorce that you mentioned in the book. He had a dilemma with his daughter that you helped resolve by designing his space and helping him work through resistance. Tell us about John and his family. Well, John was an amazing guy. Yeah, when I met him, he was newly divorced, probably in his late 40s, I think. And he had a daughter named Sarah who was adorable. She was a teenager. And he was so scared now that Sarah was not going to spend time in his home. And, you know, he did say he didn't have a flair for design and neither did his family. So he had no, you know, didn't even know where to start. But remember that musty smelling basement that I just told you about? That was the actual room that was in his home that we decided to make into a space for Sarah where she can have time with her friends and have sleepovers. And Sarah was on board. She said she wanted purple walls. We went forward on designing that space. And when it was done, I got a call from John and he said, oh my gosh, it worked. You know, Sarah's actually spending time here in my home now and having sleepovers and friends over and they had a pool table. They were playing pool and games and watching TV. I even put a little mini fridge counter down there for them so they can have snacks down there. But then he wanted to move to his upstairs family room and design that. And that's where in the middle of that project, he got scared. And he said, you know, what if I spend all this money and nothing else happens, you know, doesn't entice her more. At one point, he didn't return my calls for six weeks and we were in the middle of the project. Yeah. So, but I finally just was patient. And when I did talk to him, we talked through it and he went forward. And when that room got done, he was elated. He said, oh my gosh, now Sarah's spending time with me. You know, we're watching shows together. We're entertaining. We're having snacks in there together. And so he, you know, really happy. And we went on to do the dining room and the same good things happened and it all worked out. 
That's really wonderful. So I, I'm reinforced that, you know, it just know that when you're making any type of major change, there is going to be some resistance and understanding your resistance energy, I think is really important because with John's situation, it, it stopped him for, you know, a while, but then he came back around. And I think that's the important thing that you come back around and you have a new understanding and you right. also let go of control. Right. Right. Like you can't, you have to take that leap of faith. You got to go for it. You know what? By the third project, he said, just do your feng shui thing. And the dining room got done fast. (laughs) (laughs) He was was already appreciating the the process and what has happened. And so um, he became, he trusted the process totally. Yeah. Yeah. And he trusted you um, along the way because you've, you know, earned the trust. Um, every step of the way with how you organize um, the project and your just your your belief in helping him change the energy in his house. One thing I want to say is that I have created a book page on my website. So metrointeriors.com. You could go to the book page and I've put pictures of since I couldn't have colored pictures in the book. um, I have colored pictures of different things that I've talked about in the book, you could just click on what chapter it's in and you can and, and press on the photo, it'll blow up more and you can see some of the before and after photos um, and things that I've been talking about in the book. So wonderful, wonderful. That. Let's close out today's conversation with a, a meditative do be have writing exercise that you include in your book to awaken more possibilities in our lives. I did this exercise again while I was reading your book to help me clarify this next phase of my life. I find it really useful. Could you guide us through that? Sure. So I have people do this when we're making vision boards as well, because it helps you get clarity on what you want. And you really, when you get clarity, that's when things happen. You know, what do you want to be? Think about how you Feel each day your purpose or mission, how you show up in life, your strongest traits, what kind of parent, partner, leader are you? You know, for an example, um, I am a positive role model. I am a sought after interior designer. I am a world-class speaker. You turn them into affirmations, but also what do you want to do? That goes into, do you want to travel, start a business, offer a new program in your current business? You know, what is it that you want to do in your life? You know, I traveled to Paris and spent two weeks exploring the city. So these are examples are affirmations you can give yourself or write for yourself. Or my classes are immensely popular and make a huge positive impact in my clients' lives. But then also there's the fact of what do you want to have? You know, this could be a material thing. Do you want a vacation home? Or it could be more free time, more time with your kids, um, a new car or several new outfits, whatever it is. Um, let yourself dream big, or it can be just something like a few new outfits that you want. An example of affirmation is I, I have all the time in the world to travel, or I have a spouse who adores me. My funds are working for me and my retirement investments. Just thinking about these three questions and writing the answers down and turning them into affirmations will help you get very clear and help you manifest what you want to happen in your life. Oh, fantastic. And uh, you mentioned vision boards. So if you're in the Twin Cities area or want to fly into the Twin Cities area, uh, Julianne is doing a vision board workshop on June 17th and August 23rd, uh, I mean 26th. 
and it's from it's a Saturday. Both days are Saturdays. You're creating a vision board from 9:30 in the morning till 1 p.m. at the Plymouth Community Center. So it's through community education. It's very affordable, and it's wonderful to have Julianne as your guide. You can email me, and you can also win a book um, by emailing me that you would like to participate, and I'll make sure you get enrolled through Julianne. And also, you'll get a copy of her book, on, which is re- being released on July 8th of 2023. So in our next conversation, we're going to discuss intentions using five energy tools and five elements in feng shui to help us improve results. Thank you, Julianne. This has been so special. Thanks for tuning in. I'm so excited for you to, you know, bring the energy of in your homes and in your life Uh, bring the level up and bring it more harmonious so you're feeling better about your life in general. So stay tuned and check us out next week. And um, in the meantime, do the Conscious Attentive Leadership Mentoring Activities, which include the Do Be Have writing exercises um, and apply some self-compassion once you complete the exercise so that you can feel good about the work that you're doing. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Do you want to expand your leadership skills and become more resilient and competent as a business owner? Do you want to bring more meaning to your relationships and more purpose to your business? Are you ready to take charge of how you innovate, create, and run your business? Our dual innovation leadership process will help you redefine how you lead as you redesign your business. We collaborate with you to do what will work for you as you evolve and change. We start with where you are, whether you are turning around a financial crisis, growing to the next level or somewhere in between. We address your immediate needs, shore up business development gaps, expand relational literacy, and build upon your entrepreneurial leadership skill sets with this short-term results orientation and a long-term perspective. Start by subscribing to this podcast at WeMentor.com or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you are ready to hire a mentor, contact me at Nancy at WeMentor.com. When we mentor, you create better life and a more fulfilling future as an entrepreneurial leader slash innovator as a competent business owner slash practitioner as a mentor slash role model and as a human being courageously living a meaningful life as gandhi said be the change you wish to see in the world get involved today it's never too late to change your life and how you lead